Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity podcast. Now the song wants to fucking play. Now it does. I don't fucking know what's going on. We're keeping this shit in, though. We were testing the listeners to say if they pay attention. And you won. Congrats, you won. Thank you for paying attention to the show. Now, officially, welcome to the Trio of Positivity podcast. We are off to a great start already. We appreciate you joining us today. You know, we are here to, you know, maybe give you some positivity. You know, there's not a lot out there. We will find a little bit of positivity and bring it into your lives. I can't do it alone. I have support to do this. My fellow positive brigade members are here. Before I throw it to them, this is Boo Pen, your host. Boys, say what's up. Wow, we don't even get a name. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I feel like this has already gone to rails. Normally, you introduce us. Right? Normally. After the musical debacle. Well, that's kind of fair. Yeah, I'm CJ, and I'm annoyed that my music didn't work. I'm thrown at this moment. It started with the fucking music not working. Normally, I don't curse this early, but fuck I know, it, I'm pissed. I know. I, I, hey, good job. I was just uh, talking podcast with my seven-year-old nephew. So, you know, we're getting new audience. You dropping the F-bomb a minute in. <laughs> hey, hey, there's seven, a disclosure. There's a seven-year-old nephew. Hey, to your seven-year-old nephew, fucking welcome there, buddy. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> I have welcome in, brother. <laughs> I got some explaining to do otherwise. To his parents, that's for dang sure. a great fucking day there, brother. <laughs> he comes, okay, he comes home from school and he <laughs> He comes home from school, throws his background. What a fucking day. My music wasn't fucking working. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. Uh you can you guys can find us on the Facebook under Trio Positivity Podcast. Twitter X, we're at Trio Positivity. We'll probably make an account in Thread soon. Um, but today, boys, we got a big episode. You guys ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, we, we're gonna start off real high. We're gonna talk about Wrigley baseball and and the other team that also plays in Chicago. Uh, I will then highlight the week in fantasy football. Try to do some on the go therapy sessions. We'll highlight some of the shocking results from Week One. Week one, you know, was, you know, there was a lot of results out there we didn't expect. Uh, and we will react, boys, very appropriately, okay? We will react the proper way. You guys got that? So you're then just not going to talk? Segment, you're just not going to talk then? Because <laughs> we all know you're the only one I that isn't acting appropriately. <laughs> we, I am the balance in this relationship. No, okay? you are not. I'll say that now. Hell no. In many things Again, you this, are, this, but right now with your Bears opinion, you are way off base. And we're, but we're saving we'll that there. for the we'll very back end of this podcast. Yeah, so uh, it's on the look, back end. It looks like it's going to be a fun episode already. Uh, but towards the end, as we will do the rest of the season, we'll preview the Bears matchup there in Tampa this week. Uh, playing the Bucks. Um, you know, uh, as we start the segment... Uh, for baseball, I have to say it. Uh, you know, Wrigley Faithful, the team's doing well. Uh, the other team that plays in Chicago, sell the team, Jerry. Boys, you're up. Go. <laughs> sell the team, Jerry. That's the Sox I segment w- for you right there. Sell the team, Jerry. 
Uh, I want to start off because I feel like I jinxed the Cubbies. Uh, I <laughs> said that by the time we're recording this podcast, they would be first in the division. Yeah, and we happen. went on a fucking slumber. Um, there was not much that could be done about it. And what the one positive about? that I feel that came out of it. Listen, there's not much done to be done about it of me fucking up is what I'm trying to say. I oh. had them riding high. They were at one point one and a half. And then we I went so. down. I think that sounds I right. Correctly. That's about I mean, right, on the division side. Yeah. The wild card, though, it's it's getting close. The wild card <sighs> is getting very close to my comfort. So. That's that's really what I want to say. I know Miller, you have some points that you want to talk about because we had an exciting call up a couple days ago. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of things to cover. Um, first and foremost is the concern level that I'm currently having. It's fairly high. Not gonna lie to you all. Um, I've been reading a lot of things, watching the games, seeing the players play, and it's just like, oh, I get that we're one and a half games up right now on the third place wild card. So the games aren't in the books yet, but that's where we stand. So we got some room, but the division is starting to look out of reach, and that is not a good thing, not a good place to be in. I understand it's a wild card and it's good to make the playoffs, but winning the division is always the goal at the beginning of the year. My concern level is yeah. high for a few reasons. The starting pitching has been decent. We've gotten good results um, from our rookies that were brought up. They're still performing okay. Assad had a little rough one today, but he's not awful. The concern level is in regards to the bullpen. Bullpen blew two games over the weekend against the Diamondbacks, blowing it in the the ninth. Um, the it it wasn't pretty either of those games, and then you have the series against the Rockies, one of the worst teams in baseball, where you lo- lose two out of three. Um, the bullpen was well put together. Unfortunately, we're starting to have injury concerns right now. Two big pieces. One, our trade guy, Candelario, our third baseman, is on the IL. And the other one is going to be our closer, uh, Alberto. Blanking on his name. Azale. Azale is on the IL as well. They're both on 15 day. Azale has been one of the best closers in the league this year and helped us to be in the position we're in. So right now we're going to the biggest stretch of the year without our third baseman, without our closer, and without our number one pitcher. At the beginning of the year, Stroman was technically not. Now it's steel. But so my concern level is very high. The bullpen is inconsistent. You can't really count on anybody right now. They're walking people. They're giving up runs consistently. So I'm happy that we still have some breathing room in the wild card, but. I am definitely concerned overall. The one big move that the Cubs did make over the last few days is they brought up their number one prospect from the minors, Pete Crow Armstrong. PCA is now officially on the roster, and OMG, did he ball out. Uh, I believe it was on the 12th of September. He 
he worked that outfield like you would want to be worked, baby. He made some spectacular catches. We've had some legendary outfield performances this year, saving games and whatnot. But he was up Shout there with to some Bears of the best corner. plays. Shout out to Bears Corner. Yeah, he was definitely up there with some of the best plays of the year, specifically for the Cubs and some of the catches that he made. Now, unfortunately, the offensive numbers are not there. Um, but it's early. Hopefully, he gets going. And I'm I'm hoping that he performs more of the Albert Almora role, more of the base stealer, more of the defensive guy, rather than relying on his offense because he is a rookie and he's coming in with no experience at the majors. Yeah, and he's already made two fantastic catches on the outfield. But you know, you guys know me. Not only am I a big homer when it comes to the to being a Cub fan, I'm also a fan of weird facts. Uh, PCA, as I like to call him. Do you guys know who his mom is? No? Neil Armstrong. No. His mom is uh, Ashley Crow. And I'm, I'm sure you guys are thinking, why the fuck is CJ bringing up uh, PCA's mom? And someone's probably saying no one cares. Weird fact, she was in Little Big League, which was a movie about a kid being the manager of the Minnesota Twins. So not only was she a part of a baseball movie, she got to see her son get called up and was actually uh, present for for game one. So I thought that was a neat little callback. Uh, Someone on Twitter said that she was the first mom to have a kid play baseball in a movie and in real life, which uh, made me crack up. Um, But I the defense alone was enough to get me excited and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, there's gonna get to, there's gonna get a point where his offense is gonna be needed. I'm just glad it doesn't have to be now. One thing I wanted to add for you, Miller. Um, Stroman is scheduled to be out of the IL around September 25th. If that's the case, and he's able to pitch, he might be able to pitch two games, which would be one with Atlanta and one with Milwaukee in the last two series. Uh, but they're saying he's the going to start off at the bullpen. That's what I'm reading. If he's starting off at the bullpen, there, if we need to, there is a possibility he'll still pitch with the Brewers as a starting pitcher. There is, but he's going to start in the bullpen because remember, there's no minor leagues, so it's not like he can get ramped back up. So bullpen no, but, is probably the good way to start just to get some. But he's already he's already uh, he's already been doing live batting practices. So usually if you're doing live batting practice, that's already a kind of a... We all know it's not the up. same thing. It's not, but it's a move up compared to just playing down. So there's hope. There is. All right. There is. There is hope. There is concern. Uh, is there a rating, boys? I'll go first because I was a nine. I'm back down to a seven and a half. A seven wow. and a half? Wow. I'm back down. The Cubs went two and seven. Hey, hey. The Cubs Chris went two and skilled. seven the last nine. Oh, Miller, Chris is skilled. Who they did seven. not? They're five and five in their last ten. They're not two and seven in their last nine. Miller, can we, you want to count with me? You yeah. want to count with me? Okay. How many? There was three games against Colorado. How many did we lose? Two out of three. So we are two. one and two. There was four games. There was four games against Arizona. How many did we lose? Two. We lost three. No, we lost two. We went two and two against Arizona. We, we lost won three. two against the Cubs. We lost three. 
We lost three. We lost three. Well, okay. The standings says we're five math, and five. The standings are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the four games against Arizona, we lost three, and the three games against Colorado, we lost two. So, so two and five. Guys we're five and five in the last math. ten. It's irrelevant, but um, I am going to be at a six. I think I was at a seven last week. I'm um, six. Um, um, the bullpen's concerning me. We don't get that straightened out. It's gonna do. It's gonna be a long, it's a quick postseason. Okay, that that's fair. Uh, socks are probably down to a two. Um, you know they're You're still a two. Weird, fair. Weird. Just keep them at a, a one, three. like a normal person. Hey, there's don't no tell optimism me what to do. over there. I I don't tell you how to rate your team. You don't tell me hey. how to rate my team. All right. Hey, but all you right? know what though? I want to keep shout it out, over there. I want to shout out one of our fans. Um, for listening to our podcast and actually agreeing with me on my take with the White Sox, so I'm I'm taking my points. One out of fifty, you got one, one out of fifty, baby. <laughs> one out of five thousand. There's a but sucker born counting? every minute, and even a broken clock is right twice a day. So good job You're for hitting that one. Right. Hey, can I make a suggestion, a proposal? Sure. Can we call people that listen to our podcast friends instead of fans? Can we say no. friends? No. I don't. Miller? I don't want them to think that they have a parasocial relationship with me. No. Miller, if I see you, you if we can become famous Everybody's enough and friends. I see you in public, <laughs> you're I, a fan. I, I'll say hello. I'll, I'll, I'll. I might not even shake your hand. I'll just wave at you. I'll do. We one can of be one. like wow. cheers. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. I don't know. I know you're popular than us, CJ. But I was just hoping we can all be friends. But anyway, uh, thank you for that positivity, boys. We needed that. Um, kind of want to transition into. Uh, fantasy football. Uh, we we said there's a new section coming up. Uh, currently, the name we're working on, the working title is Bupen's Fantasy Corner. Uh, some changes might be coming there. Let's see in the future. But quick plug in. If you guys missed it, I did a waiver wire video pretty late on Tuesday. I'll try and get it done earlier in the day. But you might see a video in the socials where we will tell you a couple of pickups, a couple of things to look out for on the waiver wire. We keep you um, ready, uh, keep you in a fighting shape next week but yeah week one fantasy is over hope you guys won your matchups uh it was interesting week to say the list some of the big name some of the big studs you drafted probably early on did not come through on your fantasy football um league it's week one uh you know there's the week of overreaction you drafted them there for a reason there's a good chance that could be a trend but don't overreact take it easy take a deep breath you'll be okay uh, you know, um, don't throw all of your fab money, your number one priority already. Uh, trust me, there's going to be a injury in week nine, week 10, as it always does. You know, no one wants to hear it, but that's the truth of fantasy football. Where did where it say that? Get it out there, right? But that being said, boys, I want to give you guys a couple of sneaky risers, uh, some of which honestly surprised me too. Luckily, I have some of them on my team. Some people picked them up today in the fantasy waiver wire otherwise, but First one was Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. He's on one of my uh, keeper teams, but again, I hesitantly drafted him. You know, they have a run run first quarterback, a new team coming in. We didn't know what to do, but he looks like the number one receiver. He had a good amount of targets. Things are looking on the up and up. Um, looks like Richardson, the quarterback, is going to run a little bit, but he still will be involved. That was good to see. Another one, Eliza Moore. 
who, you know, you've heard their name over and over again in fantasy. He hasn't done much. But in Cleveland, it seems like he will have a role. Uh, it seems like they even gave him a couple of rushes, I think. He even had a couple of carries. He was involved in a game affected by the weather. He was pretty involved. Looks like he'll, he'll be someone you can keep an eye out for. The third one, and was probably the most one of the most popular waiver wire pickup, was Puka Nakua. He's a wide receiver on the Rams. Again, had 15 targets on his debut. 10 targets. Did his best Cooper Cup impression. Very impressive to see. He's on uh, all four of my teams. Thank you, Waiver Wire. You're welcome. Maybe you watched the video. Um, big injuries to look out for. J.K. Dobbins, the running back from Ravens. He tore his ACL. Looks like it'll be a committee probably going forward with uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Uh, keep an eye out. Maybe a free agent like Melvin Gordon, I think, who played there last year. Um, He's on, he was on their Hunter. practice squad, right, Melvin? And I think he might have gotten... He's still on their practice Hold squad. Up. I don't know if he got yeah, called like up. Someone yet. like Kareem Hunt or someone might be in play as well. Uh, they're always doing um, some interesting stuff up there. Um, <clears throat> as a Bears fan, uh, I should probably be happier about this news, but I honestly feel bad for the guy. Um, Mr. Number 8, number 12, old number 12, new number 8, Aaron Rodgers, tore his Achilles fourth play into his Jets career, is done for the year. So that likely means all the pass-catching option in um, in Jets probably get a downgrade, including Garrett Wilson, who I was very excited for this year. The running option, though, they, they may be where they are, maybe get a slight bump up as well. A um, couple of big injuries. Deontay Johnson is out four to six weeks. Um, Allen Robinson time, guys. Remember the name, Allen Robinson? I just wanted to bring it up just so we get some move uh, on. PTSD. Move on. P- just move on. PTSD. If um, Matt Stafford can't get him the ball, Lamar Jackson, hell isn't going to get him the ball. Uh, no, uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett, hell isn't getting the ball. A uh, couple of running backs to keep an eye on. Some of them actually got just got clearer. Kenneth Gainwell looks like he's out for tomorrow's game, Thursday's game. Um, Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones, they both missed practice today. Um, just keep an eye out on the injury report the rest of the week. If they don't practice in a couple of days, they had a good chance they'll meet miss week two that being said i wanted to do some therapy with a game with you boys right tight end landscape was really weird in fantasy this week travis kelsey was out um you know number two option on the ravens he was also mark, out uh, mark, mark mark andrews yes thank you mark he was Kansas. also out so Marky mark. so it was a very interesting Top 10 tight end in week one. Okay. This is standard scoring. Just a heads up. But I'm going to throw a name out there, guys. And you guys get to say what team they play for and what position they finished. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Go for All it. Right, let's give it a shot. Oh, my. It's not a test. Don't worry. We will not grade you. Kyle Pitts. He plays for the Falcons. Miami, right? <laughs> plays for the Falcons. No, I thought they already moved. No, he didn't move. And I'm going to say he got 2.7 points. No, sorry. No, points. I didn't put the points down. What position do you think top 10 he finished? 1 to 10. Oh. 9. DJ. Wasn't even a guess. He I made think he the was top high 10. up there. I think he was a 4. Um, he, he, was, he was number 10. He was the last tight end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The Atlanta's uh-huh. quarterback barely even threw the ball. He was awful. <laughs> yeah. 
Very true. Um, another name. Um, Hayden Hurst. What team does he play for? And what position do you think he finished? Go for it, CJ. Well, that's, a, that's a toughie. Hayden Hurts, I thought was New England. He was, and then he got traded or moved traded, to right? the Carolina Panthers. I think he did good. I'm going to say three. I, I was going to go with three as well. Yeah. He finished number two, but very close. close. Okay. All right. Uh, this, this is a toughie, okay? You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Blake Bell. Blake Bell. I think it was what? the Chiefs, isn't he? Isn't he the guy for the Chiefs? What team? What position? Oh, I'm what saying top Chiefs. And I think he might have been number... No, I'm, I think I might be wrong. But I'm going to say Chiefs, and I'm going to say three again. Is it Jaguars? And he finished fifth? Chiefs is correct. He finished fourth. But again, I don't. I, it's not a common name is what I wanted to play okay, with this game. All right, we'll do well, one last one and let you guys go, well, okay? But, yeah, when I have a, I do have a question after the game, but go ahead. Okay, last one. Donald Parham Jr., what team does he play for, and what position did he finish? All you, Miller. <laughs> I think this is... I'm going on a gut. I think I saw his name with the Lions, and I'm going to say number one. Um, he plays for the Chargers, and he finished third. <laughs> but th- that's why I would like. I can read you the top ten. Four of those six names are probably you didn't know what team they played for. So tight end landscape was a freaking. Uh, I don't know. Well, for the record, he's not even well. the number one tight end on the Chargers, so I get some bonus oh, yeah. points for that. The question that I wanted. The question that I wanted to ask you was: there was also an injury to uh, a tight end for the Steelers. Um, he caught a touchdown, but he got injured during the game, so he didn't have any receptions. He was seventh, six or six. Pat, Fireman, he still played. No, the mute is loose. I literally got my father-in-law that T-shirt today. He didn't come out after the kid. He he didn't play the second half. You might be right. Miller, he's a Steelers fan. Don't don't yeah, debate with him. That's don't deny true. You. That's true. He was holding his, he was crossing his fingers, hoping that he could see a hey, savior, Mitch Trubisky, in the game. He got me a touchdown. That's what matters. <laughs> okay. Um, again, the whole idea of that game was, guys, tight end landscape was a shit show this week. Uh, you know, especially when the top couple of guys are out, it's hard to see. So rely on the good things. So rely on the, follow the targets. Follow a team that probably does a lot on the red zone. Tight ends usually come into play unless they're a Kelsey or a Kittle there. But that that's what I wanted to do. But that being said, when I hear from the two of you, the two brigade members. I am you happy do? to report yeah, that me. my team, show me them TDs, won game one. Yes. I am 1-0. I finished with a score of, oh, wait, it's not showing me this. Oh, scoreboard. Here we go. Uh, I finished with Miller. Put your arms down. I want I want people to know what my score was. Okay. Okay. I don't great. Care. Well, hey. I went ninety one th- to eighty eight. <laughs> I went um, two and one this week with my three teams. You have four Happy teams. About Stop that. lying to the public. My teams, four teams. Stop lying played to the like shit. I mean, I'm telling dog shit. But I got lucky. I had the 49ers defense in two of them. Helped me out. I had some key plays from Aaron Jones and um, somebody else who the final. But basically, my teams played like crap. I was lucky to squeak out two wins, and I'm happy about it. 
Uh, um, you have four teams. Why would you lie to the public like that? I mean, that means he lost the other leagues. teams. <laughs> I have three. That means he lost. Um, I, I have five one. teams. I have five teams. I may, um, I may have a fancy football, uh, you know, problem. Um, I went four and one. Um, the most remarkable game. I was down about fifteen. Uh, Jets defense was the only pl- player left, and they decided to score a touchdown at the end, and they got me the game. So I won by like seven. <laughs> unexpected. Was not expecting that. So. That's what fantasy football is, guys. A lot of defense came through this week. Cowboys, if you had them, you probably won. Uh, 49ers, right? Another big one. Um, defense yeah, probably scored more points this week than all the top quarterbacks combined. No, yep. not not all the tops. Not true. Um, Tua had a good game. Tua had a great game. He's not a top five. Don't you? I'm not. Tua is not a top five I am quarterback. Not starting with this. I wait, am not wait, wait. That's you. your MVP. He's not a top five fantasy quarterback to start the season. Wait, t- he was not. Wait, okay, let's talk five? about the top five. Pat, Jalen Hurts scored under 15. Lamar right. Jackson scored under 15. Justin Fields scored under 15. Jo- do not add Joe Justin Burrow Fields. scored under 15. The only under one that got probably. over 15 was Pat. Just, uh, Pat Mahomes. Oh, off the Allen top. Allen yeah. probably got under 15. Yeah, he's I mean Herbert maybe. I mean Tua is a dark Herbert horse. A he's like game. late top ten, eight or nine. Yeah. So I mean I was about the to defense has played really well. I was about to give you some credit that you like called out Tua for being the you know. Anyway. <laughs> I, anyway. I'm very disappointed. But okay. Okay. Like since we are talking about the quarterbacks anyway, this is a wonderful segue. Thank you for that, Miller. Uh let's Let's appropriately, okay? That's a word. React to week one of the NFL because that's all we do, right? It's always sensible moves. It's very balanced approach. That's how we do things, right? Um, you know, uh, where should we start? Let's start here. Uh, the playoff teams from last year, the Vikings, the Seahawks, and Giants lost. Um, all pretty embarrassing loss, if you ask me. A little biased, but pretty embarrassing loss there's. Um, now, were there frauds, or was this a week one jitters? Dude, I don't, I don't believe in jitters for week one. I have a very strong take, which I gave on my review with Miller on on Sunday. Um, I think it was just bad. It was just bad play. There are frauds. We all knew it coming into this year, and unfortunately for no, all we those did teams, not. Stop yes, it. you did. The Vikings had a negative point differential and went twelve and four, twelve and five, whenever they went last year. The Giants and they were eleven and zero, and Seattle eleven and zero in one score game. Everybody knew they were frauds last year. <laughs> no, they, they, the speculation was they would regress. All these teams would regress, um, and I agree with Boopin when I say that these were all embarrassing losses because they all, I think the Vikings were the only one to lose by single digits. And Mm -hmm. that was, I think seven. So for the most part, these teams got spanked at home against shitty teams. Mind you, they lost to the Rams who lost their number one receiver. They lost to uh, the Giants or the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys are good. Sorry, but the Vikings lost to the Bucks, being led by Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Who's a better quarterback so, than Justin Fields, apparently, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. Yeah. Okay, no. calm down there, bro. 
that um, hate was last Sunday. <laughs> but um, you guys but want th- some football? Yeah. Well, what do you got? Any other takeaways from Week One? Very appropriate reaction, though. Okay. That's but yeah, condition. I think I think staying with this real quick. I think all of these teams are frauds. You knew they were going to come back, but the problem is they lost to shitty teams at home on that on week one. My takeaway for the week is going to be the big three, which pretty much pretty much the big three of the AFC. The Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills were all projected to probably run away in their divisions for the most part. And they all actually lost week one. The Chiefs to the Lions, the Bengals to Cleveland, and then the Bills to New York. So are we still projecting them as top three teams in the AFC? Or do you think it's time that we're going to have some issues with one of these teams? Nope. Next subject. (laughs) CJ is very straightforward today. I love it. Um, Listen, I understand why people like to overreact. The Lions are a good team this year. They played very well on a on a national game, so that's one. Two, we always see the Bengals struggle at the beginning of the season. That's the norm. Especially that's against continu- the Browns. Yeah, like- and the division side. That's normal. And the Bills, I have no, no news on the Bills except what the fuck happened with Jared Allen. Like no, that that Jets defense is legit, dude. Like So I I agree with you, CJ, in regards to the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals had a tough matchup in the rain. We know they're yeah. a pass heavy team. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow Chiefs, did not have a training camp. He that was just basically his yeah, first game. He didn't game have back. that last year. The Chiefs were without Travis Kelsey. The concern is with Allen. And there is real concern here. I said Jared he, Allen, it's Josh Allen. Josh <laughs> Allen is turning into a turnover machine. And that could be their downfall in that division. I understand that the Jets are good, but he was sloppy with the ball. Even the coach came out and made a comment about it. And with Miami looking the way they looked, there's a chance that this team might not win that division. I disagree with you because the Jets' defense is among the best they're up there the fact that Allen threw those interceptions to the same person yeah he was like probably the third rated receiver on the buffalo team and he was on the jets yeah and but my whole thing is he was number two behind stefan Diggs. (laughs) but my whole thing is to to me if the bills should play better against weaker defenses not only that back to kansas city they didn't have their tight end which was 60% 60% of their game plan I, as well. I, just, so, I agreed with and, you on that. Yeah, but, and, but this and is why Chris I think Jones. it's all overreaction. I, 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 I think they're going to be fine in the next couple weeks. Didn't you hear this segment? It's all about appropriate reactions, Chris. CJ. Who's Chris? Um, okay. A uh, couple more ones. I'm having fun. So let's love this at you guys. Kind of, kind of talked about this already. Um, Cowboys, Lions. I'm going to throw 49ers in there. Suddenly, Super Bowl contenders. Well, the 49ers were always Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> True. But I mean, they were I don't, last year, too. I, I but I just have a tough time trusting Jared Goff. I do. They have great defensive and a great offensive line. Their trenches are phenomenal. I just have a tough time trusting Jared Goff to lead me to the promised land. 
Dak Prescott is close to him as well because he doesn't ever seem to get it done in the playoffs, although he can put up numbers and he's proven he can. But the defense in, in Dallas might be able to carry that team, but I have a tough time with, with trusting the Lions to get it done. Yeah, e- I think- even, even, sorry, oh. CJ, e- even the, the Chiefs game, um, Jared Goff, like at times, they were not moving the ball. They scored a couple of times, like they got towards the end, the game out a little bit easier. But in the middle, the game was just clogged up. I agree with you, Miller. Um, like, yeah, Goff is not not it for me. I think that goes into like the what we had in the last segment. The Lions have a chance to get to the NFC Championship game now. We saw what happened last year where the 49ers were kind of favored to get to get past, and then eventually they ran out of quarterbacks, and that's why they couldn't make it. Um, they have a chance. I, I, I agree. That offensive line is something that I wish the Bears had. Um, but I, I will say this about the Cowboys. The Mike McCarthy running the offense is noticeably different compared to what we've seen from the Cowboys last year. Um. If their defense can keep them in, I can see the Cowboys definitely making the Super Bowl. The 49ers. The offense, the offense didn't have to do much. I didn't even remember seeing them most of the time. They didn't do anything. That's yeah. the point. They didn't do much, and they still managed to get 40 on the board. So, Well, that's because their defense got like two touchdowns and a lot of turnovers. He yeah, did, 14 like, minus 40 is yeah. still more um, points. CJ. Um, <laughs> but they in, got in his, in his defense, this is what he wanted to do. He said all offseason... He wanted an offense that would just like play clean football to yep. keep the ball away and then let 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 them basically defense. That's the, the norm. Game. That's got to be the norm with a couple of these teams, to be honest. Like sometimes if you have a really good offense, you just need your defense to take maybe one stop. <laughs> and that one stop, if that offense is overpowered, that could win the game. But if your offense is dog shit, that defense needs to produ- produce more work and the offense just doesn't need to make mistakes. And and so I think of the two teams, I would probably go or of the three teams, because we we talked about the 49ers as well, beating a very highly sought after Pittsburgh team that people had pretty up there. Where's the um, sad piano? Would you do that? No, there's no sad piano because we we all know Pittsburgh is still better than the Bears anyway. But if I had to choose, I would probably say Lions have a better chance of making the the NFC just because I think the division for the Cowboys is a little bit tougher. Yeah, NFC, NFC overall is like pretty easy, I think, too. Not just the division, but well said. Um, two quick points, if you guys want, and then we can like take a quick break before we go into the main segment. Sounds good. Uh, Tua, look great. Like Tyree Kill, Jesus f Christ. Ugh. Do they have to triple team that man? What is happening? <laughs> The, he was the only receiver. They, can't. I, I don't they think just Waddle, need to have eleven people. I don't think Waddle did anything. It was him basically, and he basically won the game. I just, do you know what my problem is with fantasy and why I suck? I never trust Tyree Kill to perform, and all he fucking does is perform. Goodness fucking gracious! He's always he's always talked really good about Tua, and. We we even had fears. I remember before we started recording the podcast last year about Tua and the, all the injuries, and we were like, "Why are they kind of like putting him out there?" I still feel like that's just Tua being like the competitiveness, and it makes sense all the stuff that Hill was talking about. I I see what you're gonna say, 
and Miller might have a bang prediction, five thousand is it's very plausible. Like not even not even close to it. Like fifty one, fifty two, maybe. I know it's, he put up like four seventy four eighty in first game. He, he had like the third highest yards, I think, in like probably week one ever in the history. Yeah, I mean, you knew it was going to be a high scoring game. Um, not it that, should not like that though. Not like they, that. they were only in the thirties. Not like they were in fifty to fifty. Um, still, but once they come to division, they got some tougher defenses there. You have to talk about him dealing with Buffalo, the Jets, and New England twice. So those are tough defenses. I don't know if five thousand is going to happen, but you know what? They have the offense to do it. Their running game is not that great. They rely on the passing heavily, so he can do it. Let's see if another one of Miller's predictions I would love to see is it. right. I would love to see it. It would be a great story. I would root for that. I would root for Tua to go for five. Yeah. I, I put some money down on Herbert to win the MVP. I should have done that for Tua. I think that would have better odds anyway. Would he, be, right. would he qualify for like comeback player of the year? Do you think that would be a thing? No, for him? he played. No? He, he played, won. yeah. I, I think if like DeMar Hamlin plays, he's locked into the comeback player of the year. Literally came back from dead. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, okay, last one. And like, sorry to end on a somber note, but New York Jets watched the Hard Knocks. The world was super happy. Well, you know, Super Bowl aspirations. Um, they won against a pretty good Bills team. Um, what do you guys think? But they lost the fucking quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. You skipped the main point. Rodgers tore his Achilles. He's out. Chicago and Milwaukee can celebrate in we unison. We don't celebrate injuries. We don't celebrate I know, injuries. I know. Come on. Know. Bad taste, brother. Bad taste. <laughs> I we honestly a classy felt, fucking podcast. I honestly Oops. felt that... I don't know. I, I was reading some of the news that the... That Wilson was labeled as number one. The, the locker room is behind him, and that's great, but that... There's rumors that other quarterbacks are going to be called in, but well, they have whole... to get a veteran, right? No matter See, what, that's they what do, I was going to say. With Aaron Rodgers being the way that he is, that dude can probably get his surgery, and he'll probably want to be somewhere near the field so that he can keep coaching because he really coached the shit out of him during Hard Knocks, and everyone felt like after Rodgers is gone, like Wilson was going to be the guy because he was he was. Um, like soaking everything up that Rogers and, was getting, and, and him. he looked good. Like he did he okay. Great in the pre- preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just oh. think it's one of those. This I can honestly say was like a game one jitters for him. A big game, a September 11 in New York game. Like the fact that Aaron Rodgers came running out with the flag, got a big ovation, and then <laughs> it's so sad to get that somber. But then to get that upper of winning that game the way they did, um. I, I think Wilson is the guy too. I, I just want to see how they game plan because they have to change the game plan. Everything that was Rogers. Yeah, it's going to be run heavy. Like Boopin said, it it's going to be. be run heavy. They got Dalvin and they got Brees. So it's going to be, they're going to rely on them and the defense. And he's the only be a problem game is that offensive th- line, that offensive line was struggling all of preseason. And now to have the, have them become a, a, a main factor of the run game after week one, to kind of just be like, hey, Wilson needs time. You guys got to put that extra effort in. I wouldn't be surprised if Jets make moves to upgrade their O-line and, and see Didn't what they, they can do. they put up like 
180 yards on the ground? Yeah, but... Like, they put like, up some it, numbers on the ground. I mean, they have talent. They have, like, I think three first-rounders, at least two first-rounders on that line. They have talent. It's just that they never come together. You the know? thing That'll is, like, fine. teams are going to teams are gonna force Wilson to throw, and that's where the run game, you you have to produce. Like, there's, there's no other... Man, shout it. shout out to Joe Douglas. This down the cook move with Breeze, if it's, especially if they go run heavy, is like the move, man. Good kudos to him. I just have to go on and stuff. Like, he's putting up what he's putting up. He's putting up like two yards looked, a carry. He looked good. He looked good in the game. But he, here's what I wanted to say, right? Um, um, you know, Jets fans, I I feel for you. I I, I don't know why Same. you're listening to this podcast. Dude, I was rooting for you. I would have cheered you Same. on had you made it to the Super Bowl. You know, hate Rogers the man. He's owned Chicago for so long. Daddy, came, daddy got injured. <laughs> daddy got injured. I don't know what to, what other way to put it. I I will never call him daddy. But daddy got injured and stepdaddy took care of us on Sunday. So it um, is what it is. It's it, it it was hard to root for him, but I was rooting for him, man. And like yep. just to see it happen. And he's a crazy guy, and there's issues with him, whatever. But just, just want to say from my heart, you know, f- for the man, hope he recovers. For the Jets fan, you know, like, hey, it, this is football. It's sad, but hey, rooting for you guys, you know. I'll, I'll root. Like, hopefully this works out somehow, even if it oh, doesn't. come on. Let's go. That's what <laughs> I wanted to say. I wanted to get it out oh there. My God. I, I like watch fucking, Hard Knocks. It's like a what breakup letter. That was a whole okay. breakup letter. You know what? We'll, end, we'll end it. We'll I end it with a J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. There we go. We'll J-E-T-S, end it with that. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. That's all we are now a New York Jets podcast. Thank you. Let's go to break. They got better. They got better. No, no, no. New, new, new customer, new fan base, new friend base. You know, whatever. All right, let's get this. Uh, we'll get right. this uh, ad over, and then we'll go to the main segment, which is the Bears in Week Two, and get Boopin's thoughts on Week One. See you on the other side. Hello, Miller here. Week One is in the books, and it wasn't really pretty for the Bears. We're gonna try to keep our positivity scores high, but they are dropping fast. Remember, we will be doing a Bears Week 2 deep dive after the game on Sunday. Fingers crossed that we get this W in a must-win game. Next week, we will be talking about one of the biggest games of the year as the Bears take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and follow the T.O.P. podcast on all social media. We out! And welcome back. We are ready to talk about the Bears. But before we talk about week two, as you guys were aware, on our Sunday recap, Boopin was not available. So it is obvious that we need to get his thoughts on week one. I will tell you right now, given some of the feedback that we've gotten, we have very different thoughts. But Boopin, the floor is yours. What did you think of week one? Hey, thank you, boys, for stepping up and delivering the podcast. I I was not... You know, I watched the game at a bar. Probably was not in a good place to be on the podcast. And I heard, I processed my emotions through you guys. And you guys, it was raw when you guys talk, right? It was, it was rough. And I heard you guys. Um, I am a pretty positive person in real life. Weird. I'm doing a podcast called Trio of Positivity. I guess it's not that weird, but uh, I would. Yes, it was awful. The fact that we had some hope and. It was a team that's owned us for a while, and it's a divisional game, and it was at home. It hurt. It hurt that we lost. 
but you know, I I, I want to take it as a balanced approach. Some highlights, some lowlights. That was my approach, right? Highlights. Um, you know, Nguakwe looked okay. He had a sack. Uh, he had a couple of pressures. Ten and a half million investment looks okay. Um, you know, um, let's see something bad. We could not stop him on third and fourth downs. Like they posted, I think literally better stats than the best team in third and fourth conversion. I think the Aaron Jones touchdowns was on a fourth down. A couple other big plays were on a third down. We could not get off the floor, mm-hmm. uh, off the ground. The defense could not, especially in the passing game. The defense, the the running game, we did okay, but that's what it was, and that hurt because they didn't even have a. They're like you know Rogers is not there. Christian Watson didn't play, and still we made him look so good, mm-hmm. and that hurt, right? Offensive highlight, Justin Fields, uh, you know, play calling was very uh, conservative, if I can call it that, very predictable. Um, even with that, he threw for 216-yard, really ugly interception, but what, one one touchdown, he added another 60 yards on the ground. Uh, but, yeah, like DJ Moore, where was that guy? You know, he is basically our first-round pick, uh, you know, second first-round pick. Where is he? He was nowhere to be found, especially on big plays. I want to see him involved more. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, Roshan Johnson, boys. We may have a good running back coming up. He looked explosive. He looked good in the place he was out there. Happy to see him go. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was sad to see the Bears lose. Uh, you know, it was very familiar. We have seen this freaking movie so many times. But, you know, that that's, that's how I felt about the game. End of rant. Now you guys can freaking kill me. You didn't go that crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was I was ready to shit on you based on some of the stuff I, I mean, was reading. You I basically am never just that I am never that one subsided and like I mean, realistically, I you just, basically built a statue for Aaron Rodgers before the break. So I was expecting maybe a monument for Justin Fields after the break. My goodness gracious. I mean, a lot of the points were fair that you made here. Um, DJ Moore's got to get more involved. But a lot of things that I'm hearing is that the same mistakes that were made last year with Justin Fields missing the throws that he needs to make, he's doing again. DJ Moore was open. Wide receivers were open. And when I say open, they're not Tyreek Hill open. They are NFL open. There's a small window there that he needs to hit, and he's not hitting it. He's taking the check down instead. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if there's something going on in his head thinking that he can't make these throws. I don't know if it's the coaches telling him that he needs to make sure to be more conservative. I don't know what it is, but there's something going on and this kid needs to start ripping it with hopefully getting completions and not interceptions. But you know what? I'd rather see him rip it than throw 24 passes within five yards of this line of scrimmage yeah i I don't know if you guys saw there's a couple of reports out there that even the chicago bears pushed out where field says that he was conservative uh during the post game though you can tell that the coaches planned the conservative game and one thing that i will say is the team doesn't seem to learn from their mistakes it's almost like we talked a little bit about on Sunday. I don't know, Boop, and what you think, but as soon as they became predictable, instead of doing something different, they just felt like they can overpower or even continue that method, which I think that's where a lot of my frustrations came in because with everything that I uh, complained about, 
regarding preseason, not seeing him enough, not seeing enough live action to having so many months to prep for your week one, where now we only have the usual week to prep for week two. I have no confidence right now on, on the coach. I know you guys um, prepared the whole thing about like, oh, this coach gets us ready to play and whatnot. I just don't see it. But And that's a great on. point to transition to the, the, the upcoming week and diving into the Bears because there's a few things I want to cover. Um, uh, I'm hearing that a lot of the, the energy going on in Soldier or around the organization is not good right now because of the loss. But to CJ's point, like you talked about, last year, we talked about it on Sunday, the difference in starting games and after halftime, we were always good. Mm -hmm. We had made good adjustments. We made good corrections. We did that. This year, so far, it was awful in in week one. The other thing that we're noticing is this defense. Like, what is going on with this defensive scheme? Yes, Ngakwe got a sack. Congratulations. We got one sack. We got six QB pressures the entire game. I think we were one of the worst in like since like 2021 or something like that in, as far as QB pressures are concerned. And there doesn't seem to be any change happening with this defense. So it's like as we fast forward to Tampa Bay, It's like, when do you think about maybe changing the scheme, knowing that this defensive front cannot get to the quarterback? Or not even changing the scheme, but just changing the mindset of just... I remember there was a time where Mm. all of our players would put their hands up for every throw. I didn't see that either. Like That, to me, is effort. And I know you're focusing on the defense. There's one thing that I also want to point out, too, which we didn't talk about on Sunday. There, there was some talk about it amongst the Chicago media regarding Chase Claypool. I, I think we're, I will say this, the best effort I saw of Chase Claypool this weekend was the flop that did not get a flag. That was the best effort I've seen of Chase Claypool in that game. It's time to cut the guy, unless no, he does, unless. Him. Unless he does something spectacular. There's rumors that he doesn't look like he wants to play. He didn't have a good preseason. If you want to send the signal that we we mean fucking business and we're paying to win, cut him. Make yes. make you can't cut him. Make no, supposedly but they're so, talking about him being inactive. Yeah, CJ, like I think you make a great point and it was noticed by the fans. There's videos out there. Supposedly, even the leadership, they brought him in and talked to him, saying the effort you put in was subpar. I, I think that's a really good point. But to be completely honest with you guys, like there are coaches out there, and I was there's a really good podcast called Playmakers, where they go about some of the other, some of the other, uh, you know, some of the other people, uh, some of the other coaches out there. Um, uh, there are, there are coaches that make the players better, right? They, like Lovey Smith and people like that, that take people that are, like, not as skilled and get them to perform at a higher level. They care and things like that. And there's coaches that, like, play within a system. And it's like, you know, you 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 have some limitations that way. So I think Everflus is probably a great coach, but he doesn't get it out, get out more than what they're capable of, is well, what yeah, I wanted to say. The problem is that we've talked about, and unfortunately we've heard a lot of, is the way Iberfus' defense runs, it runs through the three technique. We made the decision to pass on Jalen Carter. 
which I still find is a good decision. Like I was kind of on the fence. Like I kind of wanted it, but I understood it. Character issues or whatnot. Obviously, he was rated the best defensive tackle of the week, but which doesn't look well. But the bottom line is it runs through the three techniques. So if we have trash guys like we did, Justin Johnson, Jackson Johnson, Jackson Johnson, one of the, the, the our three technique did not even show up on the stat sheet. He didn't get an assisted tackle, a tackle, a pressure. He didn't get anything. And that is what they rely on. You can't rely on this front four to get pressure. It's just not going to happen. So they need to bring in other people to try to help and try to get pressure on this quarterback or else it's going to be the same thing every freaking week. I have a question. I know we want to switch right away, but you brought something up and it made me think about it. Are we afraid to blitz because we don't trust our linebackers and, and our back ends? Or do you feel like there's just not a game plan to bring that, that much blitz? The scheme, the what he runs is that the front four get pressure. That is the scheme. And he's not adjusting and he's not blitzing more. Because our it takes away is, Our secondary is probably the best part of our defense. Yeah. We can't tackle. Paper. If they can and tackle, they'll be they'll be pretty good. At least on paper, that's the best part of our defense. So but yeah, that's the problem. His yeah. scheme does not rely on blitzing. Okay. So last week did not bring any positivity to either of our lives, right? Um, What's your rating? A- Ooh, that, that's a good question. You guys were at a three, right? I think two, three, if I remember correctly. I think it was two, three. We already gave your low. rating. We gave it on Sunday. The rating yeah, was we two. Gotta let the, we got to let the man... Maybe with yeah. time it changed. No, like I think I literally said White Sox was the defense because they suck. And I think the offense was like a three. Was so that right? Yeah, you gave the offense a three, which was a mistake, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, All right. um cool. So that's where we start, right? Now let's bring it up. Let's raise the positive rating, boys. It's week two. It's up to Tampa. We are on to Tampa. Okay. Okay, uh, Miller, you seem excited to talk. Tell us about Tampa. What should we look out for? The Tampa Bay Bucks. We are going down to Tampa to play them. They just got off a big win against the Vikings that we touched on earlier. The toughest thing about this team is nothing, which is why the Vikings are they flopped the way they did in, in week one. Baker Mayfield is their quarterback. He threw for 100-and-something yards, 170-something. Their passing game isn't good. Their running game isn't good. Their defense is probably above average, if anything, but realistically, they're not that good. This team sucks. They lost Brady in the offseason. They're two years off of the Super Bowl. So they're not a good team. They were projected 6.5 wins this year, and it's just like if you can get pressure on Mayfield, you can mess him up. If you if you stop Mike Evans, who's basically the only superstar on this team, you're gonna have success. But the problem is, like we just talked about, the defensive front of the Bears hasn't been getting a quarterback. So if Mayfield sits back there, he's going to he's he's gonna eventually get something right. Um, so in uh, the Bucks against the Vikings, they got two turnovers. Uh, or three turnovers, I should say, two sacks, and the interception and the two fumbles that they had were on Tampa or in Vikings territory, Tampa Bay territory. Sorry, they were in Tampa Bay territory, which hurt even more. So they had some things fall their way. The bottom line is this is a must-win for the Bears. On the offensive side of the ball, they got to stop the big guy in the middle, Vita Vea. 
if they don't stop him, we're going nowhere. That's the bottom line. And the problem is Fita Vea plays that three technique. And what's the weakest part of our offensive line? The middle, where we have Lucas Patrick leading the way and fucking Nate Davis, who looks to be almost as bad as move as Chase Claypool move. He is, he didn't practice all training camp. He comes out, plays week one, looks like complete shit. It's just, it's starting to become a joke. And these things, if they keep, they will eventually start snowballing into real Ryan Poles issues. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Tampa Bay. They're not very good. And it's a must win. We got to get this win. I Come I, on, Bears. Shape up. I mean, I agree with you. We need to get a win. But I kind of disagree that you didn't like their wide receiver core of Chris Godwin and Chris Evans. Like, at least is middle of the road, if not better than that. Mike uh, Evans. They, Mike Evans, thank you. They played uh, mistake-free football. Baker didn't turn it over. They played a clean game. They seem to know who they are. And we made fucking Jordan Love look like freaking, I don't even know, Tom Brady back there. Like, I, I am worried, like, with those two weapons. Because uh, Jordan Love didn't even have Chris Watson. And we still let him lock, walk all over us. So we need to correct that if we want to have a shot at this game. Is my biggest takeaway. Um, they're running. Like, they stopped. Uh, Bucks were able to stop. Uh, Alexander Madison, he didn't do much. He had a bunch of carries, but didn't do much. Sucks! But, so, like, I am slightly worried our running game is not be will not be able to do much anyway. So, it goes on fields. I think this is a big test for fields. He needs to be able to have a better game plan, <laughs> throw in the ball, work with our receivers, and that's how we move the ball forward, get the possession going, score a couple <laughs> times, and hopefully the defense, just like last year, is just just decent enough, keeps us in the game, doesn't blow the game over like they did in week one, and we may have a shot here. As you, as you guys know, I am the truest fan of the Bears besides these homers that I have to deal with on a weekly the basis. The truest fan. The truest fan. Um, Miller's take Wait, is absolutely wrong. Wait, did you say Steelers wrong. or Bears? Bears. I'm still a true Bears fan. I did predict that the Packers were going to overpower us. They did. Um, we also go ahead with my take was wrong. Your take was wrong. Do you know that the offense that was played by Tampa only had three penalties? That's very good. Do we want to talk about the penalties that the Bears had? No, we don't. I didn't say any of that. How am I wrong? The fact that they managed to get two touchdowns from Baker Mayfield on basically penalty free football. The one thing that I will say that Tampa, after week one, since we're overreacting already, is their third down efficiency was probably the a low 30s. Uh, that's something that we probably should have looked at. What was the overall third play efficiency of all the NFL teams? Because even watching our game and a little bit of the nationally televised games, it didn't look that great. Um, but looking at the stats, it looked like uh, the, the Tampa uh, Bay Buccaneers had a 35% conversion rate on third downs. It's not uh, Mike good. Evans. Mike Evans came out with six receptions on ten targets. Uh, his longest was twenty-eight. And we're talking about this defense that can't put pressure. So the fact that we are going to let Baker Mayfield destroy us—the Vikings on, didn't put uh, pressure. Baker threw for like one hundred and seventy yards. If 
If the Vikings didn't put pressure, do you really think this Bears team will put pressure? No, but I'm saying you're giving props to this offense, and it got like a total of 250 yards against the Vikings. They're nothing to write home. This team is fucking trash. If we don't win this game, we're probably going 0-3, and we're probably looking at being at the competing for the number one pick again. And that's the bottom line. Stone Cold fucking said so. I will say this, though. We are going to be in for a long game on Sunday. I don't have the confidence. I think Tampa will roll Chicago. And the sad part about this is Miller said it. Get ready. We're going to be competing for that one spot, and we're only going to be two weeks in that we're talking about this. Um, Well, it was the three weeks because we're going to lose to Kansas City, although you think you're going to win. Despite all the negativity... Uh, Mr. Miller um, said we will actually win in the preseason prediction. He did. So I just did said I. it was a must win. Yes, but we're talking about our predictions. CJ was the only person that said we'll lose, but I think he he's willing to. I don't know. I don't know. That 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 was interesting. I just wanted to throw throw that out. Are there. you changing your pick, Miller? Are you win- Are we winning this game? I just said we're winning the game. We are. What's the score? Twenty three twenty. must win so so okay and before i give my prediction you're saying we're gonna win by the same amount that you're talking that tampa bay was a dog shit team that only scored 20 points we're only gonna we're only gonna score the same amount of points as they did basically yeah he's saying saying? we're just dog shit that we're just as dog yeah okay oh we are it's gonna be it's gonna (laughs) be uh, week one it's going to be 34-13. We're going to get rolled. <gasps> oh, dang. We're going to get rolled. I, I, I don't even oh know how to God. respond to that. I think Justin Fields will have his worst game as a pro. Ooh, yeah, we I know how much not. you love Justin Fields. Jesus. Listen, I... Oh. Listen, ever, you guys know this. You, and, and don't act like I, I'm, I'm bullshitting this. I wanted Fields to succeed. Everyone no, knows didn't. that I wanted Fields... Boopin's shaking his head. Yes, he knows. I Jeez. brought it up. It, I brought it up to a point where even you and I, Miller, had a conversation, and we said if the Bears didn't do anything with that first round pick and they didn't pick a quarterback, it was a must. It was a must win season for Fields to get him to the next level. We talk, We all talked about this. The fact that we're saying that game, week two is a must win. Well, we week one was a must shame. win. Exactly. And the fact that we're now saying week two is a must win is fucking sad. I mean, if every week is a must win, like it's no, not this weeks. much pressure, not this much pressure. No. Week one was a made... must win because it was the Packers at home. Week two is a must win because of the performance against the Packers at home. And it's and a shitty know, team we are playing. It's and, a you know, we week playing. three is against this for the last year's Super Bowl champs. So if you go 0-3, that would mean you have lost 14 games in a row. Am I right with last season? Because yep. we lost yep. last yep. 11, hey, right? So that would be 14 we'll games about it. in a row. And I know we'll talk about it next week. Denver's week four. Denver that's an, that's right. another shitty team. <laughs> yeah, and they looked all right week one. So They played the fucking Raiders and lost. What? They what? St- they still see what I'm saying. See what you're saying is you're comparing it. You're comparing the teams that that the Bears would play against as like a national thing, and you're saying like they're dog shit. These dog shit teams are still better than the Bears, 
And that's the part that you're not understanding. We're all clumped together as dog shit teams. We should teams. no, we are not. You literally have no, the Bears beating the Chiefs. I I told you why though. I I even because the I Bears just, I'm were, not I, the Bears are that team. The Bears are that team that will lose to shitty teams. I said it, and then the teams that they have to beat or that they are they're supposed to lose to. They'll muster a win. I don't. Something's bound to happen. We'll talk about that in in the future. I'm not going to sit just, here and say game four against Denver Broncos is this. Oh my god, we, we, we we're not going to win that game. That team's just as bad as Tampa Bay. Now maybe that changes, but I mean it didn't week one. Like if you can't beat the Raiders at home, like it didn't Jimmy get hurt? Jimmy G. Like, you got to be able to do that. So they're just on the same caliber as Tampa Bay, in my opinion, until they prove me wrong. Both these teams are not very good. They're all in the same caliber as the Bears. And right now, we're fighting to be the worst team in the league. So if we don't get these wins, then we are. And you're saying we're fighting to be the worst. That's so fucking sad. I mean, look, we were the worst team in the league last year. I can't sit here and say that we are now weak. We're now the 16th worst or the 16th best. It's not possible. Until you win a game, you can't prove yourself to be a good team. And you know what? We got embarrassed at home. So we'll see what happens. What's your prediction for? You hear my prediction. I said 34 13, I think. I think is yep. what I'm sticking with. Mm-hmm. Boopin, what are you predicting? I'm going to say 27-24 Bears. Wow. So you guys are sticking with Bears winning. I'm sticking with Bears losing. So far, I'm, my, I'm correct on my predictions. Uh, Boopin so is the lone I. loser. Yeah, Boopin is the lone loser. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I'm intrigued to see um, what our conversation is going to look like on Sunday. I really hope we win. I really do. And I honestly, I hope Fields throws three touchdowns, two of them to DJ Moore, and fuck it. Let Chase Claypool get like three catches for 10 yards. If he gets three catches for 10 yards, I'll be happy. That's a start. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that's a, there's either a better game coming from him or he's getting benched. I don't think there's any. I, I, I'm hoping that he's inactive. There's a good chance. Inactive, that, that's going to send a signal to the team, but I also think. I think a lot of people like think of that negative energy, right? We all have that person on our team that's like so negative and not doing his job and brings the team down. And if Wait, you is like, he in the middle of this podcast right now? <laughs> Again, the, the the realist fan in the trio of positivity. <laughs> um, hey, uh, I I know we're talking about some things. Just wanted to flag it out there. Kyle Gordon, um, he's he's hurt. He's he's broke his hand, right? He's out a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, so just wanted to flag that injury news. But other than that, boys, it's just all systems go. Um, you know, Jenkins is out, but this is this is our O line, this is our D line. This is what we prep for all year. Let's hope for a better game. Oh, I God. feel I feel positive. I feel like we're gonna get get that dub. Okay? Positivity scores. I'm still Fuck. zero. <laughs> I'm still zero. I'm sorry. That first Four that first game pissed me off. Four point five. What? You're as high as the fucking god CJ Jesus. It's a three. It's a three. Okay. Um, All right. It'll All be right. a it'll be a three point two after we get this W on Sunday. Let's go, boys. Let's go bear down. Okay. So but while we end it, I just want to bring this up to you guys because I love you. I love you guys so much. When you guys realize that I'm right and we get our ass is spanked. Are we? Is it? Is it time to tank? Are we saying we tank week two after week two? 
If we get our ass to strength 34 to 14 or whatever we're saying. 34, 13, yeah. We, I, I, we, we I'm, maybe I'm not going to lie. If it's 34 to 14, boys, I may not be on the recap again. I'm not going to lie. I don't we know. May not get, we may not have week. a podcast next week. We podcast. The trio positivity <laughs> I, is not even... It's just going to be a trio. We can't even have positivity <laughs> in our fucking trio, title. Trio of neg- negativity. Ton. Instead of top, we'll be a ton. All right. On that very positive note that we may not exist next week, thank you for tuning in today, boys and girls. We hope that we added some positivity, some laughter to your day. If we did, give us a like and follow. Keep those feedback coming, okay? This is how we grow. We love hearing from our friends. Uh, We will try and bring positivity into your life, you know? Until then, until we find that positivity, we'll suffer together, boys and girls. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Have a good time.